Blog Talk Radio. The scores, the stats, the highlights. This is the nation's number one show covering HBCU football. Black College Football Weekly Review. Now your host in his 30th season, Time Miller. Hey, what is up? And welcome to Black College Football Weekly Review. Well, it's called Week Zero in college football, and the first weekend of games kicked off August 28th with only a few teams in action. That included four black college teams. The marquee game was in Atlanta as Alcorn State and North Carolina Central hooked up in the SWAC MEAC Challenge. The Braves came in ranked as high as number two in most preseason polls, and they were favored to beat the Eagles. But that is why they play the games. North Carolina Central, in a shocker, came out on top 23-14. Defensive back Manny Smith had 10 tackles for Central and was named defensive MVP. Defensive back and punt return man Brandon Codrington also had a good game. He ran back a punt 77 yards for the game-clinching score. Now, both teams will take a week off before returning to the field September 11th. North Carolina Central, they will be at Marshall Alcorn State will visit Northwestern State. In other action, despite five turnovers, Edward Waters beat Florida Memorial 24-20, and it was Kentucky State over Central State 20-6. This is Black College Football Weekly Review from the Power News and Sports Radio Network. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now back to Black College Football Weekly Review from the Power News and Sports Radio Network. Ty Miller, back on Black College Football Weekly Review, where we are recapping action from this past weekend. The Swack Act Challenge was a game between two teams who had not played in over 600 days due to COVID-19. North Carolina Central and Alcorn State were expected to be rusty, but the game was anything but that. The offenses were productive, and the defenses, well, they were better than expected. So it came down to big plays and execution, and that edge went to the Eagles. With his team up by two late in the fourth quarter, defensive back and return man Brandon Codrington took a punt return and dashed his way 77 yards to put the Eagles on top for good. Coach told me to if I follow my blocks up the back wall that it would be open. Follow my blocks. I looked to my right, and it was open. North Carolina Central punt returner Brandon Codrington. His head coach, Trey Oliver, said before the game, he heard about the message boards, social media, and predictions that Alcorn State would have its way against a team that won only three games in 2019. Well, here is his response to how well his team played. We had to control what we can control, and that's our emotions. Um, our eyes were big um, that we talked about, uh, being disciplined, run fits. Uh, everything was about us. It wasn't about them. They were really locked in. You know, we we need to go back and forth with social media, watch all the United States of America pick all going to win. North Carolina Central head coach Trey Oliver. And now the top 10 teams in black college football from the Power News and Sports Radio Network. I've been waiting a long time for the big whistle to blow tie, and it's with joy in my heart that I join you and our team of reporters to bring you the preseason poll 
Let's roll 10 to 1 with authority. Arkansas Pine Bluff is in at number 10. Miles College at the ready at number 9. Grambling State is slated for number 8. Number 7 is home to North Carolina A&T. Bowie State is in at number 6. 5 to 1 shakes out as follows. South Carolina State, Jackson State, Florida A&M, Alcorn State, and projected at number one, pressure cooker, Alabama A&M. Blow the whistle, people. We're ready to crack some pads. Tabulator, go. This is the nation's number one show covering HBCU football. Black College Football Weekly Review. Greetings and great day, everyone. I am Elder Janelle Strickland, host of the Life Cafe radio broadcast from Maximizing Life Family Worship Center. I invite you to tune in every Saturday from 5 to 6 p.m. Tune in, maximize your life with the Word of God, and be blessed. Only on the Bachelor News Radio Network. The first full week of games will be played next weekend, and there are a number of marquee games on the schedule. Saturday's action includes Alabama A&M versus South Carolina State, Hampton taking on Virginia Union, Miles College at Alabama State, Bowie State taking on Delaware State, and Elizabeth City State versus Fayetteville State. Now, there are also games on Sunday, Tuskegee takes on Fort Valley State, Florida A&M versus Jackson State, and Grambling versus Tennessee State at the Hall of Fame Classic in Canton, Ohio. That game will feature Eddie George making his debut as Tennessee State's head coach. It's truly an all-boots-rise mentality when it comes to this. Um, when you look at any football program, the eyeballs of an institution are through the football program. So we have an opportunity to really do some great things here. New Tennessee State Tigers head coach Eddie George. For Black College Football Weekly Review, I'm Ty Miller. He gone. You've been listening to Black College Football Weekly Review from the Power News and Sports Radio Network. Tennessee. 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 Lord, I've really been real stressed. Down and out, losing ground. Although I am black and brown, problems got me pessimistic. Brothers and sisters keep messing up. Why does it have to be so damn tough? I don't know where I can go to let these ghosts out of my skull. My grandma passed, my brother's gone. I never at once felt so alone. I know you're supposed to be my steering wheel. Not just my fair tire. But Lord, I ask you to be my guide and force the truth. For some strange reason it had to be. He guided me to Tennessee.
came, my family tree, my family life. For some strange reason, it had to be. He guided me to Tennessee. Rosadon and Baba, they went down to Peachtree. Headliner, I challenge you to a game of horseshoes. A game of horseshoes. Now I see the importance of history. While my people be in the mess that they be. Many journeys to freedom made in vain. By brothers on the corner playing ghetto games. I ask you, Lord, why you enlighten me without the enlightenment of all my folks. Because I set myself on a quest for truth. And he was there to quench my thirst. But I am still thirsty. Lord, allow me to drink some more. He said what I am searching for are the answers to all which are in front of me. The ultimate truth started to get blurry. For some strange reason it had to be. It was all a dream about Tennessee.
Stay right here with you 
poppies. Hola, hola, hola. It is Yanni, your DJ, and Dan Secky with today's Dose of the Dime right here on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Thank you for tuning in. I know you could be anywhere else this morning, but you are here with me. And I so appreciate the fact that you are. Remember, you can call in. I listen to the show at 646-929-0130 every Friday at 8.30 in the morning. I have made it a special spot in my calendar just for you. But you can also see us online, um, and it's going to be at the Bachelor News Radio, I'm sorry, the bachelornews.airtime.pro. And make sure that you, you know, chime in. Give me some comments. Give me some questions. I will happily answer them. I am on Facebook Live right now on my Facebook media group. It is a Dose of the Dime radio show. And you're welcome to join, jump in if you want to see what I look like. Here I am. And on here, I already see one of my sister girlfriends. Hey, Ebony, how are you doing? I hope you are having a wonderful day. She is an author. Listen, I'm trying to be like that one day. I'm telling you, her books are really steamy. Looking for some steamy stuff, you want to check her out. Okay, so the Facebook group, A Dose of the Dime, is actually a public group. You can find it, just type in A Dose of the Dime, and you can find it anywhere on the social media or especially on Facebook. Um, and we, I actually have um, profiles on every form of social media. So we're talking about Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I do have YouTube. I don't do much on YouTube and Twitter. I'm going to start doing more, I promise. Okay, but um, I do have these things. I, I'm also on TikTok, and I do understand that a lot of my stuff on TikTok is not um, about relationships. Some of it is just some funny stuff, and I'll just forward it along. So I hope you guys tune in and check that out. I am happy that you guys tuned in today. We're going to talk about why and how all of this stuff is related. Okay, so if you remember, I've been talking about for a minute, we've been talking about narcissists. Um, and we talked about, you know, what the red flags are, um, what manipulation looks like. We talked about um, how it goes down, what you can do when you feel like you're being manipulated. And then we flipped to codependency. And a lot of people were like, well, that's a really, a really sharp turn because one is one and one is the other. They're almost polar opposites, except they're not. And I'll explain why in just a little bit. Hey, what's up, Ms. Rule? Thank you for tuning in. Okay, so let's talk about it. So we last week we talked about basically how to move forward if you are in a codependent relationship because, unfortunately, everybody has codependent traits because not all of us got what it was that we loved, uh, what we needed as far as love is concerned in our lives. So with that being said, all of us have some codependent traits. All of us have that thing that we need that makes us feel okay or makes us or turns us on or, or piques our interest, the amount of attention that's just right for us. And what we talked about last week was how that comes about, what happens in our families, whether it be drug abuse, whether it be addiction, whether it be um, gambling or a sick mother. It was a sick mother for me. My mother um, passed away when I was 11. She had cancer um, a large portion of my life, and so I was not um, the number one thing on the, on, on the um, agenda ever. And when my mom died, she was the main breadwinner. And my dad had to hit the pavement and get to work. And when I tell you, he's a good man. He did what he had to do. He would work from sun up to sun down, and I wouldn't see him. I was basically raised by HBO. And I don't know if y'all remember what HBO looked like. <laughs> HBO was pretty uh, interesting in the 80s. 
Mm. So, yeah, I have my own codependent traits. I, I love attention. And when I don't get enough attention from my mate, he's going to feel it or not feel it because I also have abandonment issues, which we'll talk about later. Abandonment issues allow us to, those of us who have abandonment issues, if I don't like what's going on, in order to preserve what I got going on here, I'll set it off, I'll cut it off, I'm done. So I don't get disappointed. So that's the thing that a lot of us will encounter in our relationship, um, definitely. So all of us have encountered people who are also codependent. They kind of ask for a little bit more from us than we're ready to give. Now, for me, that's a big thing. I am I am a cancer to my nature, except I'm not very cry. I, if you see me cry, you need to clear the room because I'm about to tear it all up. But <laughs> with that being said, um, when people approach me, I'm in my shell. And unless I like your energy, I'm not coming out. I'm not coming out. So with that being said, um, we come across people who require our energy. And I'm really antisocial. I don't know if y'all know this. Unless music is going, once I get going in my class, that's when things turn around and things come up and, and we, you know, are able to get our groove on and I'm able to be more social. But until then, I'm really not very social. Yeah. So and there are ways that we were all kind of failed by our parents or failed by our communities or failed by the people that loved us. And then not in a again, I said this last time, not in a way that they were intentionally trying to fail us. It just it is what it is. We're all human. And we all can only do what it is that we're created and allowed in our spirit to do. My daughter tells me often, I'm not very loving to her. And I might not be. That might be 100% across the board for real. But I, I'm a very much so a realist, and I'll tell her like it is. And she sometimes doesn't like it. <laughs> I'm not very sugarcoaty. Not at all. Our parents don't mean to not meet our needs. They are human. They have their own things going on. Um, and we're going to talk a lot about that later. But they also inherited patterns from their parents. If they didn't get enough, they got stuff from them. Like, I mean, think about it. So we have all kind of been failed by our communities, our, our, our parents, our, our school, our teachers. We've all kind of been failed by these people for sure. Um, so think about how our parents have failed us. Okay, and what that looks like and what that can manifest in our lives. Okay, so we grew up in poverty in um in homes that some of us had uh, generational trauma. Real talk, like poverty. Poverty is a generational trauma that continues if you allow it. Um, drug abuse, addiction, alcoholism, behavioral problems, like codependency patterns for sure. The victim mentality, that's a codependent real that's a codependent um trait. Those people who everything is wrong, like you talk to them, everything is wrong. I can't talk to those people. But you talk to those people and everything is wrong, like it's it's eight AM in the morning. What happened now? You mad already? Stop being mad. <laughs> so those types of people, that victim mentality, that's that's inherited. That's not something that's that's given on that you grow up that you just blessed with. It's definitely something that you have. Okay? So we get to this space where we require attention and we use the tools that we have been given to get what it is that we need or require to be okay. And sometimes that means that we're not 100%. Sometimes we do use manipulation and sometimes not knowing that we do. There are a lot of toxic traits. A lot of narcissistic traits are also behavior patterns that we learn in the household. 
Not that we that I'm a narcissist and I'm going to do this. Some of us learn these patterns from our parents or loved ones or auntie or whoever. So it's for real, all right? Um, let's take a real brief break. I want to do want to mention our feature album Friday on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Listen, this feature album Friday, they feature one artist, and this week it is Beyonce, the Queen Bee. And Destiny's Child. Listen, okay, so I have a friend. She's absolutely detest Beyonce, but I'm telling you, Beyonce got some bangers. As a dancer, Beyonce got some bangers. Like we do a, a Valentine's Day um, dance every third, every uh, Valentine's Day. It's pretty sexy. You should check it out. But anyway, um, and we did a Beyonce partition, and let me tell you, it's sexy. So do check that out. Again, it's going to be 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 6 p.m. www.thebachelornews.airtime.pro. And The Bachelor is spelled B-A-T-C-H-E-L-O-R. So make sure you get that one right. So that way <laughs> you can tune in and get some of that Beyonce love, that little Queen Bee love. Listen, it's a party banger. You put that on and start cleaning your house, 5 to 6 at Eastern Standard Time, you just like, hey, yeah. You should get that going. Get that going in your house. Make it a party today. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm not, matter of fact, I'm going to tune in today, too. So the other thing that I want to tell you about is they got Whisper Softly. Whisper Softly is like the Bachelor News Radio's network. Um, equivalent to the Quiet Storm is a lot of old school being played, a lot of new school being played, but it's all slow, mellow, love songs. Okay? From Sunday to Friday. They do not play it on Saturday. That's from Sunday to Friday at 8 p.m. So make sure you check that out. Again, that's also on thebachelornews.airtime.pro. All right, so moving forward. How we talked about last week, how do you move forward? So let's briefly go over that because I want some, everybody to uh, we want everybody to get that information because I know I ran out of time last time, okay? Mm, I'm always running out of time. I talk too much. Dude, maybe that's why I have radio stuff. Hi. Okay. <laughs> Thanks everybody that's tuning in on the uh on the uh Facebook group. I'm seeing you. I love you, Janu. Hey Miss Lisa, good to see you. And my boy Ricky Ricardo. Ricky sent me a crown. He sent me a crown. I was like in tears. It was so gorgeous. I'm telling you. Anyway. So moving forward, I want to make sure that if you are in a codependent relationship, both you if you are the codependent person or you are the person that's supporting a codependent person. There are some things that you can do to kind of move forward in your relationship so that it, it, it's a positive change and that you guys feel more connected as opposed to breaking apart. Some things you can do. Number one, address it. Let your partner know, I think we're in a codependent relationship. This is just a little too codependent. My or my face. Be honest. For sure, for sure. Listen, okay? And then start being honest with each other. If it's too close, if it's too much, you got to say something. And let me talk real quick about creating a safe space. When you want to create a safe space in your house, because I'm, I'm 100% about creating a safe space in your house for your kids, for yourself, and especially for you and your mate, okay? So what a safe space is, is a space where you guys can come together and you set the agenda. This is now a safe space where they can talk to you and tell you things that might hurt your feelings but you're going to refrain from judging and listen. We want to listen. And we hear this all the time, but some of y'all don't listen when we say listen. We listen with the goal of how can we make this relationship better? 
So if you're listening with that go, you're not going to be setting up. But you did this. You, you, you're replying. You don't want to reply. We want to support. If somebody feels like they're not getting enough attention and you think it's bullshit, listen to what they're saying. Okay. So listen to what they're saying. Are they, are they being honest? Is, are their feelings valid? If it's something that's va- not valid, then yes, explain yourself. However, make sure that you now go back to find ways to correct whatever it was that they thought they weren't getting enough attention about. So if you are uh, looking to, if you want more information about setting up a safe space with your kids, please put it in the comments, and I will absolutely talk to you guys about setting up safe space. For right now, our topic is um, codependency and setting up a safe space there. But you want to set up a safe space where you guys can talk and you guys can work something out because that's 100% the only way that you're going to get through this, okay? Safe spaces, you got to have it. If you want your relationship to last, you have to have a space where you guys can both be vulnerable. So what does vulnerable mean? A space where I can tell you the truth, like, I don't like what you did. When you said that, it really hurt my feelings. And let me tell you why, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, my bad. Let me see how I can fix that. Or, I'm sorry, this is what I meant. So you both need to be able to do that in order for a a healthy relationship to continue. Now, if you just want to be right, you don't want a healthy relationship, and there's no no point in even setting up a space because all you're going to do is battle it. I call it tick for tat. What you say, I I say back. You did it what you did it to. That's tick for tat. That's not going to foster a healthy relationship within your house. So another thing you want to do is stop agreeing to stuff that you don't like to do. If you don't like to do it, stop telling people you're going to do it. If you don't like wrestling, like I didn't like wrestling, but I did. I watched it for because my my husband watched it, my ex husband. So I watched it because he watched it, but I didn't like it. I hated it. It was stupid. I made fun of it behind his back. <laughs> so if you don't like something, be honest. Do something else with your time. It is okay to have different wants and needs from your mate. As a matter of fact, that's absolutely kind of what makes a relationship work. You guys need separate things outside of your relationship so that you can come back and and build something new. Both doing the same thing. You're both rehashing the same. It's two new stuff. Do you. Stop trailing behind her and trying to make yourself whatever it is that she wants you to be. Do something new. Okay? Stop the anxiety train. Just because somebody didn't text you the way that they wanted you to text, you wanted them to text you, doesn't mean that they don't love you. Doesn't mean that they don't care. Just because somebody's busy, and this is a personal one for me, just because somebody's busy, doesn't mean that they're not thinking about you. Because I'd be like, oh, you ain't text all day. If you uh, that same energy, two hours. Like, oh, you take you two hours to text me. That's a bad one for me. People are <laughs> busy. We all are adults. Most of us are adults. We all have a life to live. So, yeah, some people get busy. I even do my friends like that. I always take you that long to call me back. Okay, I see you. Keep that same energy. And when I have to, and this is what makes us an adult, is we have to charge ourselves and say, hey, you know better. You know she busy just like you. There are times when you don't answer the phone. As a matter of fact, there are times I choose not to answer the phone. Let's be realistic. So, yeah. Stop allowing the anxiety train to take you and drag you all along these different stops. Because the reality is, 
we're all living this life. We're all busy. It, we all got things to do, and not everything is about you. Okay, so that's, ooh, we're coming up to that. Ooh, running out of time again. However, so when you think something is up, if you think something like they did, like it, it's a reality, for you it's a real in your head, like, oh, they don't, they're not asking the thing. Stop. Ask them. Do not allow your anxiety to take you 15 different places. Now, if they're lying, they're lying. It is what it is. But sometimes they're not. Most of the times they're not. Most of the time this stuff is something going on in our head and in our heart, which brings me to don't take stuff personally. This is a wholehearted thing. If you can, so there's this book called The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. And this book, if you live by the four agreements, I promise you your life will be so much better. But the, no, I want to say it's the number two agreement is don't take anything personal. And I'm going to quote from the book, kind of not word for word, because you know, I like to put my different spin on it. It says, nothing that people say or do is because of you, not. What, other, what, what it is is normally a projection of what they got going on. They're stressed about their work. What they said to you probably has nothing to do with you or how they said it to you. Probably has nothing to do with you. has more to do with the stress they're feeling at work. And so we take that stress as, oh, they're mad at me. What? what? Stop. Don't take everything personally. If you have a question, ask it. Hey, you kind of came off a little crooked <laughs> when you talked to me last time. What's up? Ask the question. And I'm like, oh, baby, I'm sorry. I, I'm just the work, the blah, 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 whatever. But that is, that's what I mean is that sometimes we take things way too personally. Whatever's going on in there, whatever garbage they got going on, whether it be with their mom, their kids, baby, daddy, whatever, you got to take that into account when you're dealing with other people because other people have other stuff going on. It's always a thing. And so when you become, like, immune to their opinions and the actions of others, you won't be a victim of needless suffering unless you choose to be. Unless you choose to be. Um, yeah, Ms. Sheru, this book is the bomb. Four Agreements is absolutely the bomb. Absolutely the bomb. So definitely, guys, check that out. Um, it's an okay read. Get to the principles. The principles, if you, if you, if you structure your life around that, It'll be helpful, okay? So make sure you establish boundaries. And make sure you vocalize when you feel like this isn't working. I, I, this, what you did right there is going to cause friction between you and I, so let's not do that anymore. That's, called, that's setting a boundary. And then set something else instead, okay? And I did this. I kind of rehashed this because I want to make sure we're good on this. Consider counseling. If you are still with your partner and you guys are in a codependent relationship, a counselor can offer kind of like a, they could be a middle person, a meeting, um, uh, um, uh, unbiased person, a middleman, a mediator. Somebody that can say, okay, listen, y'all are doing too much. Or see what she said was this, and this is what you heard. They'll let you see where you're kind of not listening or you're receiving things in a way that wasn't intended. Intention is a wonderful thing. So do understand that a counselor can be helpful if you can't afford one. Of course, the Medicare expansion was passed, so hopefully some of you guys can get into some of that counseling. But if not, definitely check out your local um, agencies. Most of them are kind of uh, based on pay, so that's a good thing. Definitely like family and children, they are based on pay. Um, but listen, when you are breaking up, if you have broken up and you have been in a codependent relationship or you were in just a relationship that was toxic, 
counseling therapy is important. Um, after a breakup, it is important that you identify what lessons there were for you to learn. So when I am dealing with a new person, when I am talking to someone new, the first, I mean, when I deal and they've broken up with somebody, I ask them, well, what, what did you learn? I, I mean, don't get me wrong, why they broke up is important, okay? But what did you learn from it? Even if they cheated, even if they cheated, and they say, well, I learned that, you know, the grass isn't greener. Okay. I mean, so you can go in there willingly, open eyes, saying, okay, listen. So if they learn that, um, they, they see that cheating is probably not the way. Less, and you can make the choice to whether or not to deal with them or not. But make sure that they learn a lesson. And in, in flip side, if you're going through a breakup, make sure you learn the lesson. What lesson was there to learn? Did you give too much too soon? Did you um, get attached? Did you read the room wrong? Um, did you not trust enough? Did you blame someone else for, you know, did you blame, Did you take the last relationship baggage into this relationship and now you're making them pay for it? So what was the lesson? Did you not, for me, it was, I, I didn't wait. I assumed that because he wasn't going anywhere and I wasn't going anywhere, that it was a match. But that's not a match. There, there wasn't enough love there. And I've assumed because I thought they were telling the truth that they absolutely were. And this is my marriage, please understand. Um, and that's not the case. Okay. So what lesson do you learn from this? It's important to get that. Okay. And so why did I call this full circle? A real big thing. Because narcissists look or are attracted to traits. So most of them feed off of codependent partners. And what I mean by that is not just somebody who's absolutely codependent, the, their family was trash, they had drug addicts, and I'm talking about those of us who are like helpers. That's why a lot of us were uh, really concerned. A lot of a lot of social workers, a lot of LPCs were like, "Oh, I fell for a manipulated relationship." It's not because you didn't see it; you got love bombed, and that's a re- that's a real manipulation tactic. You, you cannot like, "Oh my God, I should have seen it." No, you, sh- you you wouldn't have unless you were looking for it, which is why we do the red flag to look for these things. So, what do I mean by that? People who want to help people who want to take care of others, those of us who are needing to be needed. That's that codependent thing we talked about, like, you know, on the last radio show. How do you, and, and they recognize it. They see it. Oh, my God, yes, he'll make a good partner. Or, oh, my God, look how he treats. Oh, yeah, he'll make a good daddy or whatever. Whatever it is that they are needing, they'll latch on to that. And that's why I need you to identify not necessarily, not just, hey, this person is a codependent or a narcissistic person, but what codependent pieces in you might be attracting people who are narcissistic, including not just relationship partners, but friends who are also narcissistic. Because we talk a lot about relationship partners. Our, some of our friends are narcissistic, too. Some of our friends have a lot of, diff- of traits that are absolutely narcissistic and will absolutely leave you in shambles if you allow this to, okay? So you have to take a moment and look into yourself and say, am I doing too much? Am I taking out of my cup 
to give to someone else. And that's the real thing, okay? That's the real thing, okay? God, it's still work. It's still work in progress. You have to be able to say, oh, I see you. I know how to fix that, but that's not my job. When somebody comes to you, oh, my God, I got kicked out. I don't know what to do. And you immediately want to jump in, run, help. Some of this. Now, don't get me wrong. Some of this. Don't get me wrong. You help as much as you can help. Please do that. That's what makes our society a beautiful society. But when it comes to you gave them resources and they didn't use it and they are in a position that they put themselves in, do not dig out of your bag, your cup, to give to them. That's that's not your job. It's not your job. I don't care if it's family. It's not your job. Your job, honestly, is to live the best life that you can live out of what it is that you have because a lot of us have our own baggage and garbage to deal with, our own toxic family that we're trying to, you know, avoid or, or um, stay peaceful with. So why would we dig into our own stash of happiness in order to make someone who chose these obstacles okay? You need to take care of yourself. Some of these things are not your job. Make it a practice to say to yourself, mm, 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 yeah, that's a lot of drama, but that's not my job. If you told her not to sleep with him and she slept with him and he dogs her out, be there for your friend. But when she makes it a habit, especially when it becomes, you know, a lesson attached to it, I, I call them lessons and blessings. You get blessings when the, the choices that you make, you know, absolutely are good for you, but you get lessons when the choices that you make <laughs> bring you some wear and tear on your behind, your pocketbook for your life. You may lose a job. I mean, I, I mean, but that's the, that's the lesson. Everything can be a lesson. There are no bad things. There are only lessons and blessings. So when a bad thing happens, you say, hmm, what was the lesson behind that? All right, so back to the narcissist. They can also be codependent. And you can attract each other. Narcissists by nature do not know how to self-soothe. And unfortunately, and you'll know this. Okay, so here's, here's, the, here's the kick. I need you to hear this. And I, and I know I got three minutes. I hope I didn't lose anybody. You will be with a narcissist and be in this grandiose confidence air, and then all of a sudden they'll break down and they're crying with you and they're weeping and they're sad because they just don't feel like they're enough. And you're like, oh, my God, I got to him. I got to her. She, she's, you know, showing me her vulnerable side. That's actually not what's going on. They are also codependent. They vacillate between being grandiose and being confident and being weepy and worrying about being alone, worrying about losing somebody. So you think in your head, oh, my God, they're showing me their soft side. They're actually not. It's also a part of the manipulation piece but not so much so as intentional as the other pieces are. And that's where we get trapped, especially those of us who are codependent. When somebody shows us, oh, my God, they do need us, we run, rush, and it's not real. Okay? Where we remember narcissists have a lack of empathy. All right, so I've run out of time, my love. I did want to share one uh, affirmation this time. And this is one that I normally use for the new moon, but I want everyone to get this. So I'll probably post it in a group as well. 
And it's, um, I release from me everything that has been put in my way to serve it as a distraction from my higher purpose. I release from me everything that has been put in my way to serve as a distraction from my higher purpose. And I am wishing you love, my guys. I am going to be back next week. I still didn't finish everything that I needed to say to you. So I hope you join me again next time, right here, same time, on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Sometimes we fall in-